This, this is the Second Second Story Podcast. On this week's Second Story Podcast. I don't want to hook up with a white pseudo-rapper from Maine. <laughs> Second Story company member Erlena McLaurin gets rowdy and ready to take a big plunge. And that's when I realized that I was doing it. Erlena was inducted into the Second Story Company in April of 2012. She's been writing and performing around Chicago for the better part of the last decade. If she won the lottery, she would fund a nonprofit organization focusing on healthy and affordable food education. She also proudly collects DVDs and Harry Potter figurines. This story, titled Moonlit Jacked, was performed at Webster's Wine Bar in Lincoln Park on September 12th. The theme of the evening was Up, Up, and Away, Stories of Busting Out. And now, Second Story presents Erlena McLaurin. On the left was a pair of jeans and a sparkly tank top. Comfortable, classic. On the right, a strapless black sundress fitted and inviting, hmm, choices. (laughs) I was debating between comfort and style as I stared down at the outfits on the ocean-themed twin bed that I had been renting for the week. See, I was in Old Orchard Beach, Maine with friends for my first all-adult vacation. Yet, looking at the ruffled, hip-hugging dress, I spent more time mixing drinks for my friends than actually having fun. My friend Rebecca, who'd grown up near Old Orchard Beach, was at the kitchen table applying her signature black eyeliner. Now she'd assured me a week of nothing but relaxing fun in a beach town known for its neon-drenched souvenir shops, sandy beaches, and man-filled bars. So, with a few days remaining, I was still optimistic for a little adult fun. Julie, Rebecca's friend who'd flown in from Denver, was seated on a twin bed across from mine examining a bright green water bottle with jungle characters printed on the side. She just filled it with our mutual drink of choice, Jack Daniels. (laughs) Jesus is the king of my jungle? She said, reading off the side of the bottle. You said to get some water bottles. Someone's looking to get some, Julie said, conspiratorially shaking the Jack Daniels. Please, someone just wants to utilize the cacophony of liquor we have here in the rental instead of continually buying drinks in the bars. Um, I'd like to not be completely broke by the end of the week, I said as Julie peered over my shoulder. Ooh, wear the dress. For what? I said, hand creeping towards my jeans. Even with all these big old Maine boys running around, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be dragging your drunken asses back to the rental again. Well, not with that attitude, said Rebecca, standing all five foot two of her frame in the doorway. We're on vacation, right? Why don't you get a little something, something? Now, see, it's easy to have that super breezy attitude about sex when you've been doing it forever. But when you're a 30-year-old plus-sized virgin, I built it up and wrapped so many different emotions around it that I was pretty convinced that it was going to take a miracle for it to even happen. And no, I was not waiting till I got married. And yes, I was pretty sure I was physically ready. I just didn't... It was true. I mean, I just didn't want it to be bad. Like, emotionally scarring bad. (laughs) 
which I tried to explain to Julie and Rebecca, I'm just not sure that they'd really gotten it. Hell, I tried to explain the whole thing to my therapist, Evelyn, before I left. So, I don't have to be in a relationship, but I don't want it to be a drunken one-night stand either, and he also has to have a job and some college, only because, you know, I work two jobs, and I have a college degree, so, you know, if we're out getting a beer, I don't want there to be any, like, weird ego bullshit. Oh, and he also has to have his own apartment, but, you know, for the first time, he'd probably have to come to my place, you know, safety first and all of that. Um, oh, and he has to be taller than me, um, only because, like, I'm a big girl, and he's got to be able to take my weight if I get on top. I mean, I don't want to break him. Let's see, what else? Evelyn, a former Zen hippie, was staring at me, mouth agape, tea mug frozen halfway to her mouth. Earl, Evelyn said, setting down her tea. As someone who knows you pretty well, I can say without a doubt that you are overthinking it. <laughs> I think that you've thought about it for so long that even if an opportunity arose, you really wouldn't see it for what it would be, whether it be good or bad. So think about it a different way. You've been working on being kind and loving to yourself, right? How about you give yourself a break in the sex department and just have some fun? Damn. I had been trying to focus on giving back to myself more because, well, I wanted to be happier. And how could I make anyone happy if I couldn't make myself happy? It's why I've been doing more things for myself, like getting my nails done and going on vacation and buying the sundress that had been teasing me since I'd arrived in Old Orchard Beach. Back in my room, as I held up the dress, I couldn't help remembering Evelyn's words of advice. Regardless of the, how the sex thing panned out, I had made a commitment to myself. Plus, I'd brought the damn thing, so I figured I might as well wear it. Three hours later, I was walking down the weathered boards of Old Orchard Beach's famous pier, twirling the skirt of my sundress deliciously buzzed. We settled in at a little dance club at the very end of the pier, which sits about 500 feet over the ocean. And suffice to say, we tore that shit up. <laughs> Laughing, dancing, all the while inconspicuously pulling from our Jesus-inspired sippy cups. I remember Julie and Rebecca singing loudly to some Britney Spears song, a clear sign of drunkenness for any child of the 90s. Even though people were falling off the pier at a pretty steady clip, in fact, a bunch of guys had just exited a nearby sports bar when someone from their group shouted, Bull suck! Now, honestly, I don't remember the context in which this statement was shouted. I don't. I can only assume that they'd been talking about the NBA. And as a lifelong Bulls fan, I felt compelled to respond, Celtics suck! <laughs> a few moments later, an average height, average built white guy emerged from the sports bar group clearly looking for the Celtics suck person. <laughs> I'd have been worried if it weren't for his ridiculous ensemble of a black baseball cap turned to the side, black sunglasses, did I mention it was two o'clock in the damn morning? <laughs> and a black t-shirt that read, and I shit you not, Italian Stallion. <laughs> I take it you're Italian. 
I take it you think the Celtics suck. Well, I know you didn't just say that the Bulls, owners of the NBA season-high win record, and the league MVP Derrick Rose suck. Why, yes, I did, actually. My name's Nick. Now, normally, at this point, I'd have done something awkward, like trip over my flip-flops or mention my obsessive, and I do mean obsessive love of Harry Potter. But the warm Atlantic breeze was as relaxing as the Jack Daniels in my purse, and hell, <laughs> I wasn't your average NBA fan. In no time, Nick and I had begun a spirited debate about our prospective NBA teams as we walked along the street. Dude, yelled Rebecca from in front of us, I gotta have some pear fries. <laughs> gotta run, Nick, I said but it was nice to talk to a real basketball fan. I said and joined my girls. 10 minutes later, peer fries in hands, I was being cornered by Julie and Rebecca near the ketchup dispenser. <sighs> um, Earl, Julie said, you have a shadow. I turned to see Nick at the opposite end of the counter. He'd given a quick head nod before lighting another one of his cigarettes. Oh. Oh, that's Nick. He, he's all right, but, but what, said Rebecca. Do you think he's cute? <laughs> Aside from the t-shirt, uh, yeah. And he wasn't like a total drunken douche, said Julie. Well, no, but I don't want to hook up with a white pseudo rapper from Maine. <laughs> Earl, the moon is out. The beach is 200 yards from our front porch where one or both of us will be sitting. So what are you waiting for? Stop thinking so much and just have some fun, girl. First Evelyn, now these bitches. <laughs> I looked around at all of the loud, slightly drunken people chomping on pear fries, and all I could think of is, what if he's a rapist? What if he passes out before we even get started? I mean, plus, where would we go? I mean, I am sharing a room, and, and that's when I realized that I was doing it. Despite meeting a nice guy or how great I felt in my sundress, I was still overanalyzing instead of just having fun. Oh, hell no. I thought practically running to find Nick. Uh, hey, Nick, I yelled. He shuffled over holding his slightly sagging pants. God, he looked 12. <laughs> you want to get a drink at our place? Given that there really wasn't a plan when I blurted out that invite, 10 minutes later, I was feigning interest in some rap remix of this Jay-Z song on his cell phone when Rebecca, God bless her, had decided to pour a round of tequila shots. Apple juice for me, you know. I mean, I had to have some wits about me if I was just gonna let loose, right? <laughs> Nick had adjourned to the porch for a smoke right before Julie handed me a condom. Have fun, girl, and don't think, said Rebecca from the kitchen. 
I, I was nervous as hell now. I mean, I mean, there had been like an astronomically small chance that I'd even get the guy to the rental. Now I had him alone with a condom stuffed in my bra. <laughs> Yet, it was also kind of exciting, you know? Uncharted territory, but I had to play it cool. I walked onto the porch and found him leaning against the railing, pulling long, long slow drags off his cigarette. He'd taken the sunglasses off, thank God, and his eyes were surprisingly gentle, almost boyish. How old are you? I asked. 24. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, why? Is, is that a problem? Um, no, it's fine. Um, you want to head to the beach? He answered by grabbing my hand. I hadn't expected that, but it was nice. We walked the short distance, giggling and stumbling through the crabgrass until we reached a bench on the beach. It was that kind of cool out that just rolls over your skin, prickly, but not cold. That combined with the low rumbling crashing of the ocean and whatever little drunken butterflies I'd had were almost instantly gone. I asked Nick if he needed another cigarette, and in lieu of an answer, he simply turned into me and kissed me, turning up the heat in my belly into a full-on fire. Now, I'd always been a little worried about what kind of role my size would play when the big moment came, but in the moment, I was taking my cues from the simple bliss of not thinking and just enjoying. So before he or I could really figure out what was about to happen, I threw my leg across his lap and mounted him. Clothes <laughs> flew off. It was fun. Clothes flew off in between kisses and somehow I ended up butt naked with a pseudo white pseudo rapper from Maine. Okay, now that was clearly not the logical scenario that I'd been playing out so long in my head, but that night, with the moon illuminating the beach and the cool ocean breeze blowing against my skin, you know, it was better. That was Erlena McLaurin. If her story gives you ideas for your own second story, we'd love to hear them. Join us on Saturday, September 29th at the Underground Wonder Bar in Chicago's Gold Coast or on October 14th and 15th at Webster's Wine Bar in Lincoln Park. For more information on Second Story, including a full listing of our upcoming events or how to become involved with Second Story, visit our website at secondstory.com. That's 2ndstory.com. This Second Story podcast was brought to you by Amanda Delheimer-Diamond, Bobby Badrisky, Julie Ganey, Nick Kawahara, the Second Story Publishing Committee, Eric Hazen, Danielle Ezel, Sherry Pentamone, and myself. I'm Ozzie Totten, and this is Second Story. Thanks for listening. <laughs>